0: Welcome to Rub the Wrong Way, a podcast for massage professionals. Each week, we undrape the taboo topics of massage therapy life, go deep on industry issues, and help you discover practice-building tips and tricks from industry experts. Grab your laundry basket and join your host, Christy Melling, as we strip down, bear all, and help you get rubbed the right way. Bronzly Vaz, welcome to the Rub the Wrong Way podcast. How are you today? Melling.
1: how's it going?
0: <laughs> really good. <laughs> oh. so mentor guy, my favourite mentor guy. How are you?
1: I'm very good. I'm uh I'm so stoked so that your stoked. Podca- podcast is doing so well. Um, wow. I love the name. I love the guests you have on. Um, I love how the conversation has, uh, the conversations have evolved uh, from day one and um, I think you're, you're killing it.
0: Thank you. Well, that's pretty high praise from like an iTunes extraordinaire. Maybe. I decided to, I decided to start
1: off, you know, with some praise so that everyone was in a good mood <laughs> before, before I said something stupid. That's <laughs>
2: inevitable. <laughs> it is.
0: Uh. So, for all the listeners out there who might not know who you are, I mean, there's one or two people in the world that don't know who you are. So, um, let's get a quick rundown of the Ronsley-Vars story.
1: The Ronsley-Vars story. Well, Ronsley-Vars, growing up, didn't actually think he was going to be an entrepreneur. Uh, (laughs) He always thought he was a nine-to-five person. And when his father decided to say to him, hey, you know, why don't you just take over the business? I'm like, dude, no, I don't see myself selling bricks. For the rest of my life because my dad's in construction and uh and he he actually took it personally because he's like what did i build all this stuff for i'm like selling you know go on a holiday or something um but uh i decided to take my own path and moved out when i was 16 and um i don't know followed the dream which i actually didn't know what it was at the time i thought uh, i would just be programming computers for the rest of my life because i'm indian that's what we do we first become an engineer and then decide what we want to do with our lives after we become an engineer. So that's what I did. Um, I got to Australia and I did, um, I did a master's in software engineering, I wrote a thesis and I uh, started working for a software firm who paid for uh, a business, uh, master's in business administration degree, so, uh, which is the biggest mistake they ever did. And uh, that, that business degree made me look at the world a bit differently. And um, Ever since then, I saw opportunities everywhere. Like there was opportunities on on bridges, on railway stations. It was just like, oh my God, this this problem that needs to be solved, and there can be a business that can be created to solve this problem, and we can get money from this end, and we can solve these people's issues, and we can help these people, and I don't know, one thing led to the to, the, to another, and I uh, started my first business, which was. Um, a a restaurant, and it was the first of its kind in Australia, Uh, and three and a half years later, we, sorry, so two and a half years later, we started a a charity, which still goes on today um, in in India, so for every meal we prepare here in Australia, we'd be a child or an old person in need, and then three and a half years later from starting that restaurant, we did service on a Saturday night, and on Sunday, the locks were changed because of um, some Issues with the documentation, uh, which we couldn't really fight. We didn't have a legal, uh, you know, ground to stand on. And and uh, since then, I've been hustling and starting all different types of new projects, uh, and none of them being traditional. So, um, yeah, that's a that's
2: a wrap.
0: That's the wrap. And thanks. Well, thanks for being on the show. Oh, click. <laughs> <laughs> so you started a restaurant. Um and it didn't go the way you planned. And now tell me about what you're doing now because I know, I mean, I know what you're doing, some of it. And yep. part of part of what you have been really passionate about is food and entrepreneurship. And I know that you started the Bond Appetit pod, podcast. Yes. Um and you've spoken to some amazing people about how food influences their lives and their business and all these sorts of things. Tell me about how that passion came about for you, because it doesn't seem like two things that really go together to me, but when I listen to you talk about it, it makes total sense.
1: Yeah. Um, thank you, first of all. But, uh, so for me, what happened was I was going through this period of, uh, should I get a job or should I start my own business? And we had this, um, we had this uh, charity back in India that was going, and and uh, we were responsible for all these kids that we were feeding. So uh, it, I had food on my mind, and, and it was I didn't, I I never thought that I'd go back to software engineering at any stage. So um, I, I I just decided um, to pursue food in. in in some some way, and I didn't know what that was. But I was sitting at a I was sitting at a a, a food court at Garden City, and I saw all these kids finish work. Sorry, finish school. Finish work. Finish school <laughs> at three o'clock, and uh, and they were extending these coupons for for chicken nuggets in at KFC and at at Macca's. and and that was not the sad part. The sad part was that they couldn't even make it to the table without panting, and I was like you know, something needs to be done about, about food in Australia, Uh, especially when it comes to kids, because the, those are, those are the influences we take through our lives and, and they affect us, uh, they affect us a lot. So, um, I decided to start, um, a chef business. So it's like the Uber for chefing, where we have chefs that plug in from one end, and they cook for people, high-performing individuals, in their homes uh, on a weekly basis. So we prepare their weekly meals for them so they don't have to worry about uh, what kind of food they're eating because it's always going to be to their taste. It's never anything that they don't like. And it's always on their goals, uh, whether it's energy, whether it's focus, whether it's weight loss. It doesn't matter what they are and we tailor it to them. Uh, and they can go on a 13, 26, or 52-week package. And... Um, you might be asking or might be thinking right now, where does the children fit into all this? Well, the, I, Would I, do
0: please think of the children.
1: <laughs> um, but if you think about what, what children's biggest role models are, the people that are doing, you know, successful things and they, they are the ones that, um, set the stage. They are the ones that set the trends. And, and if, The people that already know that they're supposed to be eating right but find it difficult to make it happen can be catered to. Then um, they they obviously can be good role models for their kids, uh, which is the way I see it. But also for every meal, again, that we prepare here in Australia, we feed a child or an old person in need in a third world country. So uh, that's the connection that we do. We get chefs out of the kitchen. Um, We get uh, people that want their food cooked for them. Uh, cooked for them um, based on their, based on on their goals and their needs and their nutritional needs and we get hopefully um, a big ecosystem of goodness happening around food.
0: That sounds awesome what's the name of your charity? Eat for two Eat for two it sounds I did that once it wasn't great <laughs>
1: yes. I know what it sounds like <laughs>
0: <laughs> so. Where does the podcast fit into all of this? Well, how did that come about?
1: Yeah, well, for me, well, while, I was, while I was cooking for these people, I, just, I realized that how, how do I get the message to the everyday people who are traveling to and from work um, and, and, and don't know what's right to feed themselves and their families because there's so many different variants of what is really healthy. There's this tainted uh, definition of healthy, Uh, Because everyone thinks it's low sugar or it's low fat or it's low uh, carb or it's high in antioxidants. or It doesn't matter. It's just a marketing trait, right? But it gets us and we think that we're eating healthy. But it doesn't really correlate because we're still getting sick. And we just accept that we get sick every year. We just think that it's the flu and it's just flu season and that's how it happens. But it's just because our immunity is, is down. It's because of the stuff that we consume. Uh, no one would go out and buy a brand new car and decide to put 91 octane fuel in it. Uh, so why exactly would we want to put bad food into our bodies and expect it to perform well? I fail to realize how, or understand how that happens. And I do understand that you get into a rut. I do understand that that your brain takes over and sometimes comfort food is your childhood influence. That's why it's so important to get our children to have good childhood influences so that they don't carry that through their, through their life.
0: And that sort of sounds like you have had some childhood influences that have have kind of influenced your food choices and so you want to help other people make better food choices. Okay.
2: Uh, yeah, I mean
1: to, to an extent. I, I, I don't think we ever ate badly because we always ate from scratch, like everything was prepared from scratch. However, there are childhood influences as an example, um, we didn't eat a lot of sweet or, or, or chocolate was um, a reward for, for things. So I, we both, my, like Rochelle and me both, have um, a sweet tooth mm. and can't, can't help ourselves. Um, we also had this, this rule that we had to finish everything on the plate. So if, as an example, if I have a pack of biscuits and there are three biscuits left, I would. My brain automatically wants to finish the three the three biscuits. So there are these little things that you know <laughs> uh, might seem like small things, mm. but but in the long scheme of things, they're quite quite large.
0: Yeah, I mean, we used to have. My mum would always say um, when we were kids, like, "Eat all the food on your plate, because there's starving children in Africa who want who would kill for that food." And I'm like. <laughs> and now I look at it and I'm like, I don't want to eat all that. <laughs> so it's, it's one of those, you don't realize how deeply that influences you until you kind of wake up one, one day and open your eyes a little bit more and go, I don't need to eat all the things. I'm full. My, my I'm, Yeah, so so you started a podcast. Um, and how long has the podcast been going for?
1: So you started on the 18th of June, 2014. um so what 18 19 20 months
0: 20 months you're almost two almost two you're into the terrible twos (laughs) yes and so from the bond appetit podcast you then have evolved a whole nother business from there which is kind of how we have kind of come into each other's sphere um called we are podcasts so, yep. tell me about, because you ran a massive conference on the Gold Coast in November of 2015. Yes. Um, tell me about organising that. What was that like?
1: <laughs> there were lots of days in people position um, because it was way past my comfort zone. Mm-hmm. Um, so, it was the first podcasting conference in the Southern Hemisphere and, um, and, and, and I, I'm making it a habit to actually repeat that because... I don't actually give myself enough credit for the things I achieve. It's (laughs) a therapist actually made sure that I knew that. Uh, So I'm repeating that that it is the first podcasting conference, more for my mental state of mind. (laughs) But it was, um, and and we're doing it this year as well. And and I, I suppose it was great from so many different angles. We got some pretty amazing speakers and amazing people together. Uh, for, for two days which was which was fantastic uh, we had uh, we exceeded our expectations in terms of the attendance uh, to a degree um, but there 's always things that we can improve on and i 'm very cautious about that because while it was great to have it uh, and it was great to achieve the things we did achieve there are, it can obviously evolve and get better uh, so we are podcast has been created because podcasting is the next trend uh, online. It, it is the next trend in terms of consumer behavior. Uh, so just just looking at that put together, if Australians don't get involved, Australian business owners, Australian brand owners, uh, artists, uh, entrepreneurs don't get involved in the medium now, then they're going to land up playing or competing like how you know, blogging or, or video is today because... It's not, a, it's, not, it's not a great thing if you start a new blog today because everyone starts a new blog when they start a business. And it's, it's, it's not huge at all. So you're competing in this like 2 million blog posts every day I published. Yeah. And, and, and if you manage to put one out a week, just do, do the comparison of what you're competing with. But If you create a podcast, as an example, you, you know, uh, there's like 120,000 uh, podcasts in total. So it's not a big market.
0: Uh, we just lost your sound a little bit there. Oh, That's okay. So, so just tell us again about podcasting. Tell us again about how like the 2 million blog posts versus how many podcasts are out there at the moment.
1: So about about 320,000 podcasts in total uh, on iTunes right now.
0: There's one really, one or two really awesome ones that I know of, like rubbed <laughs> the wrong way, just saying. Yeah
1: yeah <laughs> well, if you're listening to this, then uh yeah, of course you know about it <laughs>
0: <laughs> so i I understand why i I love podcasting mostly because i I don't have a lot of time for my eyeballs to watch video and i don't read i don't read good um <laughs> so That's... podcasting really appeals to me because it's it's auditory and I can do other things while I'm doing it um is that part of the reason why you love it so much as well like
1: yeah, I think I think it's easier to consume content because you you don't have to stop what you're doing to consume it. Mm. It it becomes extremely easy for you to consume it. Um, you, you you can get smarter while you're doing other things, which is uh, you know uh, an added advantage. And and we have this um, we have this need to constantly occupy ourselves. So, th- there's always going to be this need to be plugged in, so to speak. And if you can be plugged in a- around a topic that really, really interests you, then you already have a bunch of listeners or a bunch of people that really care about your topic. It doesn't matter what the topic is, really.
0: Mm. It's, um, I guess it's, yeah, it's, it's really interesting because, like I said, I really love podcasting, but I mean, you organized a whole conference around it. There must have been some challenges that came up for you in the organising phase. So tell me about the biggest challenge you faced when organising a conference around an auditory, around the auditory sense, around podcasting. Uh,
1: I suppose, well, to be honest, I don't think there would be a difference from the auditory sense point of view in terms of organisation of a podcast. I think um, probably the challenges that came with organising a conference might be, I think it's parallel, independent of the field uh, that you land that you up organizing it in. Uh, but the challenges are obviously uh, getting more, getting bums on seats. Uh, and I don't mean homeless people. I mean,
0: you know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> getting people to buy tickets. <laughs> you want actual paying people. not Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. yeah.
1: Um, and I, I suppose the really good part about um, the really good part about uh, the conference was the, or about the last the last conference was that it did, I didn't it didn't strike me till about a week before that I could actually give away tickets like it was my conference I didn't it didn't strike me that I could you know invite people
2: <laughs> to come along without getting them to pay
1: um, it it was one of the weirdest things it, it took me along like I said like a week before the actual the date that. Um, it struck me on a phone call that I could actually give away tickets to some people. Um, so we had about four people that didn't pay, but <laughs> but uh, it but it was a good realization to have because I had not organized such a big conference before. I hadn't taken ownership of anything like this before, and and I didn't think that it was mine. But uh, in terms of challenges, it was about uh, structuring everything in a in a manner that made sense to someone that would buy a ticket Uh, that was the biggest challenge like how would you provide or communicate value to someone that could potentially come and see that oh my god this is this is very very valuable for me to spend this kind of money on um, on a ticket And, and spend not only money on a ticket but spend money on um spend time with with uh, these organizers who've never done anything like this before. Uh, in the chances of someone doing that is, is quite small, so I'm very thankful to the the first uh, 217 odd people that bought tickets. Um, and I'm, I'm very thankful to you, Christy, because you were the first one to bought a ticket. Um, and and because, you know, it's it's a lot of trust to be able to to, to trust someone with two days of your time and, and, and money. So. Um yeah, I think those were those the biggest challenges going into organizing that
0: it's um it's really interesting because I know you you packed so much into two days, like out of the two days, I know I got I got most my most valuable thing that I got out of the two days was definitely um, the time as as weird as it sounds, it wasn't the time inside the conference it was actually all of the things that surrounded it, like just being able to kind of network with the speakers and, and talk to all these people and, and having them be so accessible. And I think that for me as a, as a guest of your conference, made it really like really nice place to be. Like it was a really sort of very community oriented and, and now you have a really beautiful online community of we are podcast members so, tell me how you've built that community as well online because I know it's it's challenging to kind of get communication with um, with people nowadays and things like that on the internets. Um, mm. So, how do you keep that kind of community alive while you're building for the next conference? Yeah, uh,
1: that's, that's, that's a great question because it is extremely challenging to keep that group pure because um, when we... When we decided to, to run the conference, first thing we did was we contacted Australian podcasters, uh, which was already a group that was on Facebook, and we like we said to them, you know, we don't we don't want to compete really because you already have a group. Why don't we just, you know, gather all the people in your group? But they didn't like the idea. That I'm not sure what exactly um, their thoughts around that were, but w- we were forced to create we our podcast uh, the group. And uh, as a result, it's quite fascinating to watch the organic growth of that group and engagement within that group. Uh, But recently, I realized that maybe that so much of that was not happening uh, on a a daily basis. And um, I decided to to create days for different things. And it's only been a week since that's been going. And I think it's kind of cool that we have a separate day for separate things. And all I did was... um, created a whole bunch of images and uh, put them into Hootsuite and told Hootsuite that every day at eight o'clock, let the group know that this is what the day is and this is what they're supposed to either be thankful for or let people know about their wins or their latest episode or whatever the, the day might be. And, and that just takes over. And I don't really do much um, other than that. <laughs>
0: So, wait, rewind a second. You use what application do you use to help schedule that into your group? Hootsuite. Hootsuite? Yes. Okay. that's. In- I didn't realize that you could do that with a group in Hootsuite.
1: You can do that with any uh, scheduling software. So, whether it's Edgar, whether it's Hootsuite, whether it's Buffer. Uh, awesome. Yeah, you can create that with any um, scheduling tool.
0: Hot tip. Yes. I like it. I'm writing that down. <laughs> so... I, and there it is. Every episode I have a brain fight where I forget what I'm talking about. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> true to form. Absolutely true to form. It's great but, it's out of the way. Yeah. Well, well, 26 minutes in and it's out of the way finally. Oh, <laughs> so. so tell me where to now? What's the, like, what are your, like, where are you, where are you headed? What's your, what's 2016 holding for Mr. Vance?
1: Well, 2016. Obviously, the the, the conference this year is uh, on the Gold Coast. Um, we have dates set. Um, it's it's in October. Um, we have a whole bunch of speakers sorted in terms of keynotes. We're getting some international speakers this year. Uh, we had a big speaker confirmed last yesterday, which is which is fantastic. Um, I had breakfast with one of the speakers this morning. Uh, I, I think the, the the part about organizing a conference it's really Awesome is that you you have this lifestyle that you don't really think uh, you could manage uh, to achieve, and you have these conversations with these really cool people that you know have the potential to catapult your career in different directions. And just exposing yourself to those kind of opportunities is is so awesome. Uh, And I know I I I went away from the actual question, but so. What I'd really love to do for 2016 is uh, to be the go-to company when it comes to creating uh, really well-defined podcasts for corporates and for uh, big companies. So instead of them going out and figuring out how to do it, they give it to us and they tell us what their business goals are and we storyboard the whole idea and create something that's absolutely engaging. So something that's uh, the cross-section or the the uh, the combination of Vayner media and gimlet media so we want to be the podcast creators um, in the world for other corporates that want to create podcasts and that's my goal for 2016 um, hopefully we'll be able to achieve it that's the kind of conversations I'm having right now
0: Wow that is phenomenal I'm like super excited because I'm on your, I'm in the We Are Podcast stable, so I'm like, yes, eh. yes, uh,
1: and, and that's the plan. The plan is that you know when you open iTunes, we have a We Are Podcast banner for all the We Are Podcast podcasts, podcasts. Um, and 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 I want to build to that point.
0: That I'm so pumped on that idea! Like you have no idea, like how excited I am about the the concept of that. So October is when the, and oh and just you're organizing another like little conference as well on the side there, you know, (laughs) besides, you know, taking over the podcast world and organizing and the second biggest conference, the second conference in the, I don't know anymore. (laughs) You're organizing a big conference. (laughs) Yes. Can you give us any, any secret, like who the, uh, some of the guests might be?
1: Some of the guests, of some, speakers, it, some of the speakers.
0: Some of the speakers. Well, I'm going to be a guest. <laughs> like, I'm going to be there, so uh, everyone should come because I'm going to be there.
1: Um, no, not yet. I'm thinking. I'm thinking that there should be a, a launch procedure this time around, rather than just, you know, announcing it. Because I do have this uh on, on podcasts. Yeah, I, I I do have this diarrhea of a, of a mouth, and I I land <laughs> I up announcing stuff way before uh, schedule, but you know if, if you're really interested i'd love for you to go to the podcast and sign up as um you know uh, on the mailing list and and we'll let you know first because this time around the first people that sign in and off and, and get a ticket they'll obviously get it for the cheapest price and 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 the most value as well and, and we're looking to build that up um as we get closer to the date so um we're looking to release tickets in the middle of april
0: that's so cool. I'm so, I, like, I'm so excited. I'm so excited to be part of your world. Wait, I just had, like, a Disney moment.
2: Part of your world.
0: Um, <laughs> so I'm, I'm, I'm so excited that it, it seems like you are just set to literally take over the podcasting world. Like, you're going to be the king of podcasting. We're going to have to get you, like, a crown. And like a a cape, it's, I'm, that's, that's, I'm making you a cape. (laughs) In all seriousness, expect a cape. It's going to be purple. It's going to have like leopard print. It's going to be awesome. You'll either be a pimp or a podcasting king.
2: Uh, They both work.
0: They both work. So, Ronsley, um, I have been asking people this question and it's a very, it's an odd question to ask someone who's not in the massage world. But I like to ask it anyway, because it's a little bit of a weird one. So tell me if there was anyone in the world that you could get a massage from, who would it be?
1: Oh, wow. That's interesting. Uh, Who would I get a massage from? Scarlett Johansson.
0: Scarlett Johansson. Good answer. (laughs) Good answer. I like it. And if you could have that massage anywhere in the world, where would it be?
1: Uh, on a beach in Goa.
0: On a beach in Goa, in your home, in your homeland.
1: Yes, because I know all the ins and outs. You know all the ins. Well,
0: ooh, do you know all the ins and outs of Scarlett Johansson? Awesome. Uh, I'd
1: wish she'd know. She'd find my ins and outs. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, <ew>. mm. <laughs>
1: It's called rub the wrong way for a reason.
0: It is called rub the wrong way for a reason. So tell me one last question. What is the one thing that rubs you the wrong way?
1: Oh, I just had this conversation yesterday. Uh, what rubs me the wrong way is um, is self-pity. It, um, I think we we don't realize what self-pity does. To us, in terms of taking our power away from us, and it's not someone else, it's not, it's not um, the circumstances, it's not the people. It is actually us that uh, self pity can really derail us, and uh, and somehow, and a lot of the times it is a learned behavior. So just being aware of it uh, is is huge. So, um, and, and a lot of times we don't like to own our biggest problems, and. And, and, you know, (laughs) it it does, it does compound, it does amplify over time. And we kind of get used to this, this idea of, of that's the way we are. Why do you want to change me? And it's not about me or anyone else wanting to change you. It's about just noticing that's what's happening. And if that's the case, um, usually in society, a lot what happens is that we kind of tend to say hello. And when someone asks us, how's this going? We we tend to pour all our problems out of that, and that's the first sign of of um, of self pity. Just just kind of notice that uh, I, it, I have it worse than you, and it's not the case because if if you're currently living in Australia, uh, <laughs> you're one of the luckiest people on the planet. So um, yeah, that's probably the wrong way.
0: So if we're having a pity party, you're not invited.
1: Please don't invite me because I'll, be I'll be the worst person at the party. I would just, yeah, <laughs> grinds my gears.
0: Grinds your gears. Rubs you the wrong way.
1: True. True that.
0: <laughs> well, Ronsley Vaz, um, thank you so much for your time today. I'm so pumped to have you on the show. Um, and thank you for everything you've done for me. Thank you every for everything you've done for the podcasting world and the podcasting community. Um, and, yeah, thank you so much for being on the show.
1: Thank you, Christy. I'm, uh, I'm very, very happy to be part of your world. It gives me a lot of pleasure. Um, I, I, I enjoy hanging out with you. I enjoy our conversations. So uh, it's definitely not one-sided. Um, and, and congratulations for everything you've done, uh, especially with got the Wrong Way. I can't wait to see uh, how this unfolds over the next year.
0: Awesome. Thanks so much, Ronsley. Cheers. Thanks for listening to Rub the Wrong Way. We'd love to connect with you at our website, www.rubtherightway.com, where you can download your free copy of The Hustle Method, Six Steps to a Kick-Ass Massage Biz, or on Facebook, Rub the Wrong Way Podcast, or on Twitter, at Rub Wrong.
2: This is a We Are Podcast show. We Are Podcast is Australia's Premium gathering of current and future podcasters. If you aren't a member yet, you should go and check us out at wearepodcast.com and click on the members live here button right in the center of the page. Included in your membership are monthly accountability sessions with me. That's a tongue twister. Monthly State of the Union Podcasting. Webinars, as well as free podcast hosting for the rest of your membership life with Audio Boom. We not only cover everything podcasting, but we also cover every other aspect of online business around your podcast. So if you want to make money and grow your influence using a podcast, get your first month for only $19 using the promo code IAMPODCAST at checkout. Also, for peace of mind, you can leave whenever you like uh, in case you've had enough of us. So, uh, go in and check it out. We WeArePodcast.com and click on the Members Live Here button.